Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Hernandez v. Mesa. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Argued November 12, 2019. Decided February 25, 2020. Respondent, United States Border Patrol agent Jesus Mesa, Jr., shot and killed Sergio Adrian Hernandez Gureca, a 15-year-old Mexican national, in a tragic and disputed cross-border incident. Mesa was standing on U.S. soil when he fired the bullets that struck and killed Hernandez, who was on Mexican soil. After having just run back across the border, following entry into U.S. territory, Agent Mesa contends that Hernandez was part of an illegal border crossing attempt, while petitioners Hernandez's parents claim he was playing a game with his friends that involved running back and forth across the culvert separating El Paso, Texas from Cuidad Juarez, Mexico. The shooting drew international attention, and the Department of Justice investigated, concluded that Agent Mesa had not violated Customs and Border Patrol policy or training, and declined to bring charges against him. The United States also denied Mexico's request for Agent Mesa to, to be extradited to face criminal charges in Mexico. Petitioners sued for damage in U.S. District Court under Bivens v. Six Unknown Federal Narcotics Agents, alleging that Mesa violated Hernandez's Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights. The District Court dismissed their claims, and the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit affirmed. After this court vacated that decision and remanded for further consideration in light of Ziegler v. Abbasi, the Fifth Circuit again affirmed, refusing to recognize Bivens, a Bivens claim for a cross-border shooting. The Supreme Court held, a uh, decision below is affirmed, Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court. Bivens's holding does not extend to claims based on a cross-border shooting. In Bivens, the court implied a Fourth Amendment claim for damages, even though no federal statute authorized such a claim. The court later extended Bivens's reach to cover claims under the Fifth and Eighth Amendments. See Davis v. Passman and Carlson v. Green. But Bivens's expansion has since become a disfavored judicial activity, see Abbasi, and the court has generally expressed doubt about its authority to recognize causes of action not expressly created by Congress, uh, see Jesner versus Arab Bank. When considering whether to extend Bivens, the court uses a two-step inquiry that first asks whether the request involves a claim that arises in a new context or involves a new category of defendants. See Correctional Services Corporation versus Malesko. If so, the court then asks whether there are any special factors that counsel hesitation about granting the extension. See Abbasi. Uh, petitioners Bivens's, Bivens' claim arise in a new context. Their claims are based on the same constitutional provisions as claims in cases in which damages remedies were previously recognized, but the context, a cross-border shooting, is significantly different from previous Bivens cases. See Abbasi. It involves a risk of disruptive intrusion by the judiciary into the functioning of other branches. 
multiple related factors counsel hesitation before extending Bivens remedies into this new context. The expansion of a Bivens remedy that impinges on foreign relations in an arena so exclusively entrusted to the political branches as to be largely immune from judicial inquiry, Hegg versus Agee, risks interfering with the executive branch's lead role in foreign policy, Medellin versus Texas. A cross-border shooting affects the interests of two countries and, as happened here, may lead to disagreement. It is not for this court to arbitrate between the United States and Mexico, which both have legitimate and important interests at stake and have sought to reconcile those interests through di diplomacy. Another factor is the risk of undermining border security. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency is responsible for preventing the illegal entry of dangerous persons and goods into the United States, and the conduct of their agents positioned at the border has a clear and strong connection to national security. This court has not extended Bivens where doing so would interfere with a system of military discipline created by statute and regulation. See Chappelle v. Wallace. And a similar consideration is applicable to the framework established by the p political branches for addressing cases in which it is alleged that lethal force at the border was unlawfully employed by a border agent. Moreover, Congress has repeatedly declined to authorize the award of damages against federal officials for injury inflicted outside the U.S. borders. For example, recovery under 42 U.S.C. Section 1983 is available only to citizens of the United States or other persons within the jurisdiction thereof. Federal Tort Claims Act bars any claim arising in a foreign country, 28 U.S.C. Section 2680K, and the Torture Victim Protection Act of 1991, note following 28 U.S.C. Section 1350, cannot be used by an alien to sue a United States officer. When Congress has provided compensation for injuries suffered by aliens outside the United States, it has done so by empowering executive branch officials to make payments under circumstances found to be appropriate. See, for example, the Foreign Claims Act, 10 U.S.C. Section 2734. Congress's decision not to allow suit in these contexts further indicates that the judiciary should not create a cause of action that extends across U.S. borders either. These factors can all be considered to the concern for respecting the separation of powers. The most important question is whether Congress or the courts should create a damages remedy. Here, the answer is Congress. Congress's failure to act does not compel the court to step into its shoes. The decision below is affirmed. Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Thomas filed a concurring opinion, in which Justice Gorsuch joined. Justice Ginsburg filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justices Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com, that's R-O-A-D-S and 8-0, or on Twitter at Court Syllabus.